Okay, here we go. It's another episode of Marketing Management Money with Ryan and Ryan. And I'm going to do something, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess here a little bit. Of, mm-hmm. uh, so we, we have a tendency on this show to uh, get, get off on tangents. Mm-hmm. Get well, distracted. Get distracted. Thank you. That, that, is, that is the perfect word. It's like herding cats around here. Sometimes it is. And it's all good content, but when you start to bounce around, it uh, it it adds distraction, as you were saying, yeah. into the show. And what we're going to talk about today, um, ironically or uh, appropriately, is not getting distracted in your business. And specifically, I want to talk about limiting your focus. There's a lot of power in limiting what you focus on. Now, it seems to me that uh, entrepreneurs, they they kind of want to take on more than they should. They they naturally, you know, yeah. I, I picture the kid at uh, Thanksgiving who is just, you know, he's like piling on his plate and he's piling on a little bit more and he's piling on a little bit more and, you know, his mom's over there just like, your eyes are bigger than your stomach and, you know, and... And 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 I, and I picture this this kid who you know this food looks amazing, and then he's like you know halfway into it, and he's starting yep. to feel just the weight of those potatoes sitting at the bottom right. of his gut, and, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm not even gonna get close. Hey, pie, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's what I've seen with entrepreneurs is I've seen this idea where you know they're like, oh, you know what, we should launch. Uh, you know, this new division of our company. And while we're at it, let's go international. And while we're at it, we're going to do seven different social media platforms. And while we're at it, you know, yeah. and, and, and like in and of themselves, each one of these things is good for the business. Collectively, they're disastrous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you take any one of those things and you half bake it and it becomes disastrous right right let alone trying to do them all at once the half baked (laughs) so um yeah i i see this often where an entrepreneur will um you know they begin to find success and there's a lot of temptation to be able to uh, you know all of a sudden all this um work that they've been putting in all these ideas that they've had all this all this magic kind of starts to come together and it's like, Ooh, they start dreaming on a whole new level. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden they're like, Ooh, pie, you know, <laughs> right. and, uh, and they want to add a bunch of things into this or, or offshoot into different directions and, and what have you. And I think that that's maybe the bane of uh, an entrepreneur's existence is, is once you find that, uh, success or once you start to get into that magic when things are working to to shift gears and be like okay now we're gonna be steady and true in what follow the north star you know i mean as you put it i mean i wouldn't go so strong as to say the bane of Ah, an entrepreneur i mean that that sounded really grim (laughs) but 
it does go contrary to the nature of entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is innovative, it's creative, it's fast moving. And then all of a sudden you find something that's working and it becomes very predictable and very redundant. And and, and the entrepreneur wants to fight against that and and move on to the next thing because that's that's what their personality is. And so I I, I can see a lot of that. Well, and you see... In you see the the effects of this or the results of 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 that you know character the nature of that characteristic right mm-hmm. uh, in other employees that work for that company you'll see somebody who is much more organized start to panic at the thought of moving on and and <laughs> going to the next and it's like we're not even we haven't even barely started this yet <laughs> it's like no you're done that's good enough. And they're like freaking out, you know? Right. I yeah. I don't know. You know? And so, I mean, I, what do you, what do you do as an entrepreneur when you're in this space of like, Hey, that worked now, all of a sudden we have some success here and, and yeah, we need to dial in our processes or yeah, we need to, um, you know, make sure, make sure things are going to head in the right direction, run smoothly, you know, while also maintaining that entrepreneurialism that entrepreneur spirit of innovation and moving forward and moving fast and sure yeah. you know um now, now i i want to try and do something sure and i shouldn't do this okay i'm going to try and describe a complicated graph via a podcast nice let's give it a shot <laughs> because graphically you can see what's going on in this situation you got to start with understanding the product life cycle, which is nothing more than a bell curve. Right. And so on a product life cycle, you have the early adopters, you have the shakeout, you have maturity, and then you have decline. Uh, there are variations of that, but that's essentially what's going on. And so I, I literally don't think I've ever heard the phases in the middle be called the shakeout. I love that. Yeah, it's where <laughs> it's where so so the early adopters are the people that yeah. are oh, just jumping on board because right. they have to have the the latest and the greatest. Right. And, and then the the shakeout phase is saying that everyone's jumped into the market. Right. And only the uh, you know only the strong survive in that. And there's this great shakeout, and everyone kind of like falls down. And and then <laughs> I just never heard it called that. The great shakeout, <laughs> man. This episode is freaking dramatic. <laughs> the bane of their existence <laughs> as Surviving. they come upon the great shakeout. So then you have maturity. We should write a book like Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> no, no one would be interested in the Chronicles of Small Business. <laughs> but in maturity, that is where you uh, really make money. And actually, in decline, uh, decline is a fabulous stage for cash flow. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And and so, you know, everyone's like, oh, you don't want to be in decline. And I'm like, well, you actually do awesome cash-wise because right. you're not injecting any new capital into it. You're just, you know, reaping taking all. Yeah, you're just taking. taking and taking and taking until yeah. the thing is dead. Yeah, right. You know, and so, um, so picture a product life cycle. And, you know, the entrepreneur, what we're talking about is they always want to be on that, uh, you know, early adopter and the great shakeout where, you know, the the graph is sloping up. It's that hockey stick shape that everyone talks about that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, the exponential growth. They always want right. to see it, you know, growing up. Well, 
in in business, you actually want to give it plenty of time to grow up, get to maturity, and enjoy the decline of it. And so if you are pulling out premature and not capitalizing on all of the profits and the cash flow that happen in maturity and decline, then you're losing out on where the money's good. Right. And so when we talk about, you know, staying focused, uh, part of what I want to talk about is I want to talk about staying with a concept. And, you know, so, yes, this is the product life cycle, but guess what? This is also the process life cycle. This is also yeah. the services life cycle. Like, it's it's a bell curve, and it, it right. it's a life cycle where, you know, things, they, they start, they grow rapidly, they hit maturity, and then they hit decline. And, you know, it's it's that way in life, in nature, and that's why it's called a life cycle. And it's that way in your business. And you need to make sure that you are following this through uh, and, and staying focused on that. So, I, I don't know. Did I do okay describing a graph yeah. via, via yeah, podcast? for sure. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, I think a bell curve is pretty... Well, there were stages, and in my mind, there were like lines that were drawn, and okay. you know, and you got you got the fancy graph in your head. I, I know it was pretty cool, like mm. snapshot. Yeah, mine's like real basic. <laughs> Bell, yeah. it's three lines, literally <laughs> one down, one to the side, I, and then a squiggle. See, like I I had the profit line and the cash line that <laughs> went. Through. You got formulas. Just, just lines. It was pictures. The square root of R. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, staying focused is, you know, as an entrepreneur, we, we've discussed how, you know, the tendency is to want to uh, get excited, find the next new and greatest, you know, chase the, the things that are rapidly evolving, that are, you know, that are really on that uh, steep uptick. Um, but those are all capital intensive. They're they're expensive to operate. Those are the things that you're you know, if if you think about following a trail, is it easier to blaze the trail or follow the trail? It's easier to follow the trail. And so if right. you're the guy who's you know got the machete and you know and you're like you're the axe and you're chopping down the trees so that the wagons can come behind you. It's like, well, the wagons are moving a lot faster than you are because you're doing all the work. Well, it's the same thing in business. I feel like your your metaphor is actually really good because it's like you imagine this guy at the front with a machete trying to blaze a trail. He's going to be working his freaking tail off, mm. right? And he's going to be just moving incredibly quickly, and he's going to be moving from bush to tree to whatever else okay. is in his way. Okay, but I hear this all the time. Well, what about first mover advantage? It's not always an advantage. Uh, yeah, like honestly, first mover advantage is really tough, and it doesn't pan yeah. out most of the Mo time. Right, right. Like the it's usually the guy who comes up second who yeah. saw all the mistakes of the guy who was first, mm -hmm. fixed those mistakes, and was like, oh, now yeah. I got it. First mover advantage is far too overrated, in my opinion. Right? I, it's not just opinion. I mean, if you look at it, Facebook was not the first mover. Right. You know, if you... What's MySpace? Uh, I'm just kidding. They're a music platform around, right? <laughs> you know, and it's it's like with, uh, with Apple, you know, uh, you look at when uh, Apple really started doing iTunes, 
they weren't the first mover. You know, right. there were all those, I don't even remember the names of some of those that, you know, the like music uh, platforms. You're, uh, you're talking about the devices, right? No, the platforms where oh. you could go on and uh, and get all oh, your I tunes. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I but, didn't even know there were other options. Yeah, there were. iTunes was not the first. And so, you know, you look at these these really big companies and, you know, a lot of times they come in after the fact and they're just like, oh, that, that's what we're doing. So when you... So that's these, <laughs> that's not to say that we you shouldn't be innovative in your business though, right? <laughs> Well, but they are innovative. They just aren't always trying to blaze the trail. And that's, that's that's the point. That's the point. The point is to say that if you as an entrepreneur are feeling like you have to be doing everything, and it's like, oh, we got to be doing this, and we got to be doing this, and we got to be doing this. It's like, no, 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 no. Stop, take a minute, look and see where there's opportunity. And from yeah. that opportunity, then decide what you're going to focus on and be amazingly good at what you do. And I feel like it's it's more than uh, – so you mentioned that entrepreneurs will feel like they will feel like they need to do everything, right? I mm-hmm. think that is the case. But I think there's also the um, entrepreneurs will feel like they need to – they need to be lead, leading all the time. And leading means that you always have something, you know, new coming up, right? Mm-hmm. It's like reading a novel that you've never read before. All of a sudden there's new plot twists and new character development and new blah, 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 blah. And so it's like, oh man, well, I've got to come up with all these ideas and we're going to do this next. Well, we're going to do this next. And it's like, slow your roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pull back a little bit and, um, you so, know, like you said, look for, look for those opportunities. If you're hacking away in the, you're blazing a trail in the forest and you look th- three feet to your right and there's an established trail that's going in the exact same direction, maybe, just maybe you should step over onto that trail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And, and to pull it out of the realm of metaphors and hypotheticals if you like you don't need to come up with your own crm system you don't need to come up with your own uh sales process you don't need to come up with your own i don't know accounting software and (laughs) methods and yeah whatever it's like uh if you and and you don't even need to come up with constantly new products and services right Granted, yeah, it's it's part of what makes the world spin is innovation and, and whatever. But, but, but there's also an element of consistency. There's also this element of doing things the right way, taking time to commit to an idea that works and and giving it everything that it needs, right? Like letting this fuel like burn thoroughly, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't, you don't light a bonfire and as it starts to, you know, flame up, you're like, well, okay, let's build another fire. You know, it's yeah. like, no, you, you let that one rage. Right. Right. And you enjoy it. And if, if it's not quite, if it needs a little tweak here or there, like that's where the, the bouncing in my mind in entrepreneurship can come in and, and be fulfilling for entrepreneurs that are this way is look for 
look for those things that you could tweak in the process. Look for those things that, you know, this established trail that's three feet to your right might work really well, except for this little piece of it. You Mm -hmm. might have to, you know, maybe there's a tree that's fallen in the path and you've got to cut that out, you know, and again, bringing it out of hypotheticals, it's like, if, you know, for example, not every small business needs to have a website. Not every small business needs to be on social media. Mm -hmm. Not every small business needs to have word of mouth advertising. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to go there. (laughs) But for for, for those of you who uh, might be new to the program, we, we, we're not huge fans of word of mouth advertising. Not, not in and of itself, but the stereotypical, stereotypical word of mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So, You've been hitting on internal processes pretty heavy, and I agree with the staying focused with internal processes. But I also want to talk about external products and services here for a second. Same rules apply is that don't try and be everything to everyone. Allow someone else to pave the trail. And, uh, you know, but... But but that can be hard though. But 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 stay true to who you are. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give two examples here. Okay. So uh, these are both restaurant examples. And the reason why I love restaurants uh, as examples is because of the menu. And when you start thinking about the menu, like menus, they either make sense or they don't make sense. And, you know, you've done it, I've done it, you've gone into a place and yeah. you start looking at the menu and you're just like, what the? So I, I wanted to take my wife out to dinner and there was this Italian restaurant that I wanted to try. I had never gone there before. And so I go into this Italian restaurant and first off, they were playing 80s rock music. And okay. like honestly, I'm not a huge fan of like Italian opera, but I wanted to feel like I was in an Italian restaurant, not just some you know American diner. Right. And so you know that kind of turned me off, especially because I was trying to make it a nice evening with my wife, and yeah. and, and I'm like, oh, well, sorry, you know, like like right off the bat, just that that little thing. And so then we sit down. We open up the menu, and when I go Italian, I want to see, you know, I, 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 I want to see uh, Italian yeah. on the menu. So I'm going through, and I'm looking, and I'm like, they got salads, they got burgers, they got sandwiches. Yeah. And I'm like, Wait, where's the Italian portion? And I find it, and there were like four items. It's in the meatball sub. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait a second. <laughs> And, and so I had a horrible time. I, I've never gone back to that restaurant. And I was asking some other people, and I'm just like, what's up with that restaurant? And they're like, well, it used to be really good Italian, and then uh, you know the original owner got too old. And yeah. so now someone else took over, and they, they didn't really do Italian. They just kind of opened up whatever. And I'm just like, stay focused. If you're an sure. Italian restaurant, be Italian. Now, the flip side of that is there's this uh, there's this uh, burrito truck that I love. It's uh, it, it it's it's down in, in in rural Utah, and you know they their menu is very basic and very simple. 
but you know what you're getting. Yeah. And, you know, they focus on like their food is outstanding. There's not a lot of options. There's not a lot of variety. It's like, you know, do you want a quesadilla or a burrito? So do I want it flat or round? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and if you make us go through the extra work of rolling it up, it's going to cost you an after extra 50 cents. Right. Like what, what exactly is the difference? Here? <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's, it's very simple and it's very basic, but the food is, is fabulous. And, and I love going there and I've recommended it and everything. And I, and I'm like, look, you guys stay focused to your simple menu yeah. that, you know, you make sure and their whole claim to fame is the quality, fresh, homemade ingredients. Yeah. And I'm like, that's awesome. You've got five ingredients, and they're all quality, and they're all fresh, and so I know I can't go wrong with the menu. Right. Versus the other one that I'm just like, I don't know, am I getting burgers or calzones? I'm mm -hmm. thoroughly confused right now. Yeah, right. You know. I feel like a lot of those, you said, you know, the principles are the same, but um, I don't know. To me, almost... One is like a symptom of the other, right? Mm -hmm. And, or maybe not, maybe not so much that. Maybe it's kind of like a chicken and the egg kind of a thing. Like you have these entrepreneurs that will, will chase something new, new products, new, oh, we're going to offer this service now, we're going to offer this. But then that translates into, well, now we have all of these problems internally. <laughs> you know what I mean? With our processes and procedures, we don't, you know, because everything, Everything new that you do in your business requires a new way of you doing your it, business. It multiplies. And yeah, and and if you don't tie up all those loose ends, you don't button all of that up before moving on, then it is going to mount very quickly mm -hmm. into a seemingly big problem to where it's like you know, three, five years down the road, you're looking back and you're like, holy cow, now we need to hire an entire department to sort out that mess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have seen that. <laughs> I've seen that happen and it's not pretty. And at the end of the day, you know, you can go through that process of, of cleaning all that up and the company's not going to be better off. It, you know, you're just going to end up wasting money and time and, and resources and you're going to get frustrated period. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, and so I guess this is what I would say to kind of wrap this episode up is if you are questioning whether you are spread too thin, you need to look at it. And first off, if you even remotely feel like you're spread too thin, you are. Yeah. Because oh, for sure. you'll get spread too thin before you feel like you're spread too thin. Yeah. And and so you have to feel like you're not diversified enough to be playing the game correctly, in my opinion. Right. I mean, I, everyone's a little bit different, but honestly... You need to be constantly be thinking, oh, man, I should be doing more uh, to to have it right, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. because everyone and, and we're so just, you know, we we book our calendars completely. We don't have time for anything. And, you know, I mean, I see these people that they're on a treadmill eating and watching a, uh, you know, mm -hmm. a self-help at the same time. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, can you cram it? Why don't you get dressed at the same time? You know, right. like right. at some point, just <laughs> sit down and enjoy breakfast. You exactly. Don't, you don't have to be on the treadmill eating and, you know, reading a book and listening to a podcast. All this. Now, don't turn off our podcast. <laughs> Close the book. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Do that other thing. 
another time. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, you're spot on. It's like me, uh, I'm working on a project right now of remodeling a house and I, I have this bedroom where it's like, what am I going to do with this? My wife wants it as her uh, like spa area space, right? Mm-hmm. I want it as an office. You know, we kind of look at it and we're like, oh, it could be a spare bedroom. You know, the kids want it as a playroom. It's like, it could be all of these things. I mean, we could throw some like fold up desk space in there with a Murphy bed for the spare bedroom and, you know, have her have like a, a folding spa table. But at some point it's like, just leave it a laundry room. <laughs> right. Right. That's what it was originally designed for. Like leave it as, you know, and, and maximize that space. And I think that that's, uh, yeah, that really is the takeaway here is like, whatever is going well, whatever that part of your business is doing, that's, that's going well, maximize that. Right. And don't try to do anything crazy. Don't, you, you know, leave all of that for the sandbox out back and playing with your kids in the backyard. You know what I mean? Just, but stay focused in your business. Money will keep rolling in and you'll keep having time with your kids in the sandbox. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> all right. Enough metaphors for today. You guys are great. Thank you so much for listening in. We will catch you next time. Take care. Take care.